Welcome to episode 20 of the At-Bat Baseball podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news, as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez, along with Miles Porter. How are we doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Made it. Uh, it's a little, bit, a little bit later than what we're usually doing, but, you know, I have no problem with it. It's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy week, to say the least, for the both of us. So, I'm, you know, uh, glad, glad we're here to, you know, doing what we love to do. Yeah, oh, of course. I mean, like, uh, usually we record, so we're recording this on a, on a Wednesday at 8 PM. Usually we record like, usually record on Tuesdays at like one, 12, something <laughs> around that. So this is like, this is like at bad podcast after dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything can happen after dark. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When the lights go out, danger. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, well, I will say this, uh, you, the, the light, the lights definitely, uh, went out when uh, I heard that, uh, I, you MVP, of the Milwaukee Jaguars, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. you, How do you man. feel? Yeah, give a speech. Speech, speech. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it, it it feels good. It feels good to, you know, to, you know, get get that recognition on, on the Jags. There's a lot of, you know, kind of kind of the same thing as, as, you know, being named the all-star team. There's so much hard work that went into this season. Uh, I always suggest to, like, any, any player going into any season, just get as many reps in as you can. Um, you know, I, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder with, with being like an honorable mention last year. Um, so that kind of fired me up going into this year. And, you know, I look forward to what next year holds for me on this team and, you know, this squad in general. So I'm very, very, very grateful. Shout out to the Jags. Love those guys. Love my teammates. Hell yeah. Congrats. Congrats again. Thanks, and bro. uh we got that we got MVP. And I gotta add it to like your uh your little name play enough. I had to like MVP 2022. Let's go. That works, that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh, I will say this, uh the the Cubs are looking like they got a bunch of MVPs right now as they're playing. Yeah. Uh we'll start right off with the Cubs that are uh, 48 yeah. and 67. Uh they uh they beat the Nats uh two out of three. Uh and since actually since we've uh, uh obviously since the last time we recorded, they beat the Nets again in the series from this week. Um but uh, of course, they also beat the Reds as part of that uh, Field of Dreams uh, game, um, and yeah, they continue to play great baseball, man. I mean, like now, as of right now, as of Wednesday, uh, they're thirteen and nine in the second half, which is like mind blowing. Um, and we've seen like a couple of good stretches for the Cubs this year, which is like a little bit of a breath of fresh air because it, it kind of like you know gives you optimism for next year and like who knows what can yeah. happen with the right players and stuff like that. Um, but I will say this: I'll start off. Um, as we sit here in their 48 and 67, uh, that field, the dreams game was awesome. And oh uh, the gosh. fact that they were able to win that, we'll start off talking about that. Cause that was a highlight of the week. And, and just kind of uh, it kind of like, you know, as people were saying too, that it was nice to like uh, take a break from, you know, uh, the, just a bad season they've been having overall. And just kind of like, you know, almost like it's almost like their world series, like their playoff type game mm -hmm. or their all-star game type thing. And yeah. the fact that it actually might be the last uh, field, of dreams game ever, uh, which makes it a little more special. Uh, but what were your thoughts in that game, man? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's extremely special. Uh, I love, um, you know, how the players were really like receptive to everything going on. There was a lot of just like this feeling of, wow, this is, this is, this is, this is baseball. This is one of the most beautiful things about baseball. And, you know, I remember talking about it last year with, with my dad, you know, when, when the Sox and Yankees played, it's just like, the impact of this movie is, is so, it's, it's so like, it, it's, you don't, you don't, you don't ever think about baseball without this movie. Mm. Um, so I think it's really cool to just hear everyone's different perspectives, like Joey Votto's perspective. And when Ian Happ was mic'd up and all these 
cool conversations that went on and how the players, what it meant to them in so many different ways or so many cool stories and what baseball really means to all of us is, is, is very, is the same. And it's also very different. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was great. And every time I was just watching that, I, you know, anything that involves the field of dreams reminds me of me playing catch with my dad. So, you know, I, I, I loved it. I loved how the players, you know, it was a great game. Um, I loved how, you know, the performances on both sides, honestly, and it was just, you know, it's just, it's fun to watch. And, you know, the fact that it might be, might be the last one, you know, to, for, for Chicago teams to win both years, I'll take it every day. Yeah, no, I thought that was appropriate too. Like that, you know, it being if there is only like I was talking, I was talking to a, a friend, and I was like, it, it probably, I feel like it won't be the last ever. Like I'm sure, like maybe 20 years from now, they'll be like, oh, yeah. let's do it again or something like that yeah. down the line. But who knows what'll what'll happen? But uh, like, yeah, that stadium's awesome, and like yeah. the like just the atmosphere is so cool when they show like the drone shots of like it everywhere's dark except for that little spot right there and it's like the center of the Magical. baseball world for that night is in in, in a, like a field in, Dude, in iowa which is it's awesome. literally like travel baseball it's, it's so many players who play travel who listen to this you, you know exactly what i mean when <laughs> we, we go to a field beautifully lit in the middle of nowhere there's corn mm-hmm. or whatever or there's planes around it it just brings you back to where like it all started i just i just love that i love that aspect because a lot of these guys a few of these players probably haven't had that specific experience before but you know it's it's yeah it's beautiful love yeah no i mean it's uh not to mention uh great performance by uh drew smiley uh who like was a player of the game um and you know just uh kind of uh was a spark plug for the cubs i mean that they had uh, also a a three-run first inning that was uh um also sparked by Seiya suzuki ian Happ, like those guys having big hits and ever since ever, ever like after that uh, the Cubs really took had control of the game, and uh, that's how it ended up uh, going for the Cubs. They won four to two. Uh, for the for the rest of the week, though, uh, again, just more success for the Cubs. They played the Nats and won that series uh, two games out of three. Um, the Cubs couldn't get uh, Joe Manes- Manessis out. Um, he, the guy just, was just raking, like hitting bombs. I think he hit like th- one home run in each of those games of the series. Uh, and then in game three of uh, of that series, a steal goes six innings, allowing two runs. Um, and since the start of June, and this was, he made, he made a start to, uh, um, in this series. So it kind of, I didn't update this one, but since the start of June, he has given up three earned runs or more only twice. Um, so steel again, has been one of those guys that they've kept talking about. Then, you know, they want to keep him in the rotation and he's going to be a, a, the part of the rotation, him and Keegan Thompson are just, you know, some bright lights that are going to take us in the next year. Um, Horner also homered in that game, uh, Ortega and Hap. Uh, got big hits late uh, to cement that series win. And then the rest of that series against the Reds, um, it was more of uh, of Cubs uh, hitting and Franmil Reyes, one of the newest Cubs, uh, has been on fire since um, since joining the Cubs. He's 11 for 30. He's got six extra base hits. Um, and he just, I saw an article today that's kind of, that said, you know, he says, because uh, he had another big game today at two, two, uh, two hits. Um, and he just says the Cubs let him be him. And I think that, like, you know, I wonder what that says about the, the Guardians and how they, you know, treated him over there or whatnot. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Like, what like what do you think uh, Fred Mel Reyes has done? And what do you think, like, his future is with the Cubs? Like, if he stays next year, like, what what does he bring to the table? Oh, my gosh. I think I think he brings so much, so like, such a cool dynamic to this team. And, and you know, in, in terms of, like, another another power bat, another big another big man in the lineup. Um, and, and going to your point, when it comes to – that change of scenery is such a big, it's such a big topic for so many players. 
because there's plenty of players, you know, in the MLB right now who are on a team or were on a team and maybe they're underperforming. I'm pretty sure there's a few names that come to our that come to our minds as soon as I say that. And as soon as you go to another team, it's kind of like a restart. It's like a reset, you know, a new player, new setting, new teammates, new fan base, stadium. Everything is kind of like a start over. You're kind of able to take like a breath of fresh air a little bit. Um, so I think that's been the case with him because he 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 looks happy. I'm seeing him smile every every single game. Uh, and he's having fun. You know, I don't I don't know what what went wrong exactly when he when he was on the Guardians. Um, but whatever, whatever he's doing on the Cubs, whatever atmosphere that he's been introduced to is resonating with him very well. And he's simply just very, very comfortable. Um, and I and I love that. There's been plenty of teams that I've played on where I was like, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. And the and and with me not feeling it, it's kind of it's kind of translating to my to my play and uh I'm not comfortable on the field. I'm not may, maybe not too comfortable with certain teammates. Um, it says a lot. It says a lot that that, that camaraderie is so important when it comes to every single team uh, that you come across because it, it does impact. It impacts how you perform. Yeah, and I think that what he's saying, like, you know, like that the Cubs let him be himself, I think that probably does a lot for you. And, and as yeah. you, you know, as you're saying, it affects your game too. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you can just, you know, be the player that, you know, you're supposed to be and that's something you're not. Um, I think it it gives him a level of comfort and a level of confidence, and that's what it's helping him because he's absolutely raking. And I yeah. love the way the dude hits opposite field. I mean, the dude hits rockets to the opposite field. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he's just been doing that. And you know what's funny is I saw um, I saw a TikTok. These guys they they interview. Uh, I forget the name of the TikTok account, but they interview guys in the field, and uh, uh, like before the game, and they interviewed Fran Mill the other day, and they asked him uh what he would be if he wasn't a baseball player. And he says that he always says uh, that he, he'd be a model and he's like, not a runaway model, but he said he'd want to be like a, like those, like, like clothing models. And like, he's like, I'd, I'd model underwear. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Fred Mill. Okay. I see. So if we ever see yeah. him in like, a, if we see him after his career in like a gap magazine, we know why, you know, like, it's, you know, it's, it's it, was, it was his dream. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the Cubs ended up winning that series as well against the Reds um, in uh, in that, you know, the third game of that Reds game or the third game of the Red series. Uh, Wisdom, Gomes and Morrell all homered, uh, but the Reds offense ended up coming alive to salvage that uh, that they're uh, the third game of that series. Uh, Keegan Thompson threw 70 pitches in in, uh, in one inning and two thirds, which is tough for him. Uh, that's the first time since Rich Hill in 2007 that a pitcher threw uh, 70 pitches and didn't get out of the second inning for the Cubs. So that was a rough outing for him. But either way, he's kind of getting to his innings uh, limit anyways. Uh, I believe he's actually over. Um, so it'll be, you know, time for the Cubs soon to either shut him down or just going to go easy on him a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Cubs ended up uh, winning another series that started this week. Um, and it was against the Nationals again. Um, the Cubs, uh, you know, they took a 3-0 lead on the back of two half home runs. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Nats ended up erupting uh, for four in the fifth. Um, and the Cubs ended up tying it again. And then Nelson Cruz homer, man. And uh, so they went down 5-4 in that game. Um, in that game, actually, it was something else I wanted to talk about in this one, um, is that Marcus Stroman was taken out in the fifth inning. And Ross admitted to making a mistake. And maybe take, maybe he took him out of batter too soon. Um, and he ended up talking to Stroman about it. Um, and they, you know, they were cool about it, but what are your thoughts in there? Like what watching that game, um, 
like they have thoughts like, oh, maybe he took him out this soon or it was the right decision. Because the runs that were scored, all the runs that were scored in that game, they were yeah. all in an un- unearned because there was there was a McKinstry throwing error. Yeah. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, sometimes some of those moves are such a such a difficult judgment call, and you never know if you made a mistake until after you take that pitcher out of the game. Um, I think he did take him out a little bit a little bit early. Um, and I know that there is, you know, there is still a little bit of a, uh, keep, you know, kind of preserving him a little bit, kind of, you know, still easing some things back and, you know, into the, into the game um, in terms of his innings pitched. And, you know, I, I, I'm really not mad at David Ross for it. I think, I think it's good that he took accountability for it, but I think in certain situations, you got to let your guy go a little bit longer um, because sometimes, you know, it's, if, if, if errors happen, it's not the pitcher's fault. Yes, he's he's gonna throw more pitches, but it's more likely than not that he's able to get the next batter out. Um, so that's how I've always seen it. So you know, I think and Ross is still for the most part is kind of a young manager, not too young. Um, you know, obviously he's going into his third season as a Cubs manager, which is, which is crazy to say already. Um, but there are clearly some things that you know that he's still learning and and, and you know still still kind of maneuvering uh, when it comes to, you know, this consistently changing roster of the Cubs. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, it happened. You know, the Cubs could have, they also could have came back and, and, and won that game as well. It was very close. Um, but, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully, you know, Rossi learned from it. Yeah. And it was one of those things too, where like you would rather Ross do this in a season like this, right? Like, yeah, exactly. If, yeah. if, if, you know, I was, you know, a couple articles I read, they were like, yeah, if this was like a, a game, like when the Cubs were in the pennant race, it'd be a big deal, you know, to yeah. have more of a, of a microscope on it. But, um, and yeah, and as, as, as long as he kind of recognizes it, I think it shows the growth of him and, 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 and also Stroman, you know, kind of saying, you know, like he believes in, in, in Ross and, and all that. And it's cool that he talked to him after the game and let him know how he felt. Yeah. I think that's huge. And I think that's, you know, the positive. I think if it went, went unaddressed, it could have like led in other ways. And, um, you know, it would have been interesting to see what Stroman thought about that, you know, before, you know, af- after the fact, if he didn't talk to Ross. Um, but yeah, so after that, uh, the Cubs ended up winning that series. Um, and again, like on the back of guys like uh, Fran Mel Reyes, Jan Gomes, they had some big hits in that series. Uh, Justin Steele was great again in game two um, and just continues to impress. Um, yeah, so uh, the Cubs, again, you know, 13 and nine to start the second half. Um, you know what? It, it, it's going to be a nice uh, if they are able to keep this up and it's going to be nice to, to kind of take that momentum in the next season and uh, kind of uh, um, might be something that could help them next year with all, especially with all the young players. I mean, we're like Nick Mother guy, like he's looking really good at the leadoff spot. It, who knows if he's going to stay there forever, but right now he's playing really well there. He's got a great on base percentage on base percentage over 400, I believe. So he's killing it right now and, and he belongs there. So hopefully that's something that's, you know, again, uh, will help them t- towards uh, 2023. Um, and yeah, they look ahead, looking at their schedule. They got a makeup game against the Orioles on Thursday. Um, and then three at home against the Brewers, which should be good. Um, it, every time those two teams meet, it'll be good. And, of course, playoff implications for the Brewers. So hopefully the Cubs can uh, play spoiler there. Uh, we're going to move on now to the White Sox. Uh, they're 61-56 and 56 as we sit here on Wednesday. They're actually playing uh, the third game of the, the, the rubber match. Um, or actually, uh, not the rubber match. They won uh, the first two. But looking to uh, 
win three out of the four games. I was going to say sweep, but it's four game series. Uh, so, I mean, that would be an enormous series win as we'll like, we'll just start off there because the fact that, you know, I think at, at the end of uh, yesterday's day of games, they were a game back as the guardians lost both them and the twins were just a game back in the AL central. So they're inching closer, man. And they're on a five game winning streak. Uh, and which is crazy now. And they're now, now officially five games over 500. And it was like, I think when they won uh, the first game, they were four games over 500. And it was the first time uh, since April 16th that they were four games over 500. What, like, what are you seeing from the white Sox right now? Is there something different or just like, you know, what, what has changed for the white Sox over the last, uh, you know, five game, five or six games. I think they found their identity. I think they're, I think they have, they're starting to click on all cylinders in which we know that they can. Uh, like I've said, this isn't a bad team. This is really supposed to be one of the best teams in the MLB. So what I'm seeing from them is a lot of confidence. Uh, I'm seeing some, some incredible starts. Uh <laughs> The, the the White Sox are funny. They're very funny to me because this is a team that is, like I say, so full of talent. And and, and I know if, if they just if they're able to click on all cylinders the way that they can, there's no reason why they don't win this division. Uh, they they've caught fire just at the right time. So you know you keep your fingers crossed that they keep going with all with 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 all of this. Um, and they're doing this with without Timmy, they're doing it without Tim Anderson. So I think. You know, it goes to show that this is this is a very deep ball club. You know, Yoel Moncada with a big hit the other day, and, and Liam Hendricks shutting the door. It's it, this is who this team is. Um, so the, so to see them kind of you know, it start to click at the right time. Thankfully, you know, the the Guardians have not ran away with this division by any means, nor have the nor have the Twins. That works in their favor as well. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of that as the best as you can against a team, against, you know, with, with two teams in this division that haven't exactly ran away with everything, haven't found their strides, and the Guardians have lost their last two games. You know, Twins have won their last three. But, you know, Sox are looking good. Seven to three of their last ten. I like it. I like it. Turn it up. Turn me up right now. Let's go. Finish it. Fin finish it as best as you can right now. So, I'm loving I'm all for it. Yeah, and it's just been like – a new team watching these guys. And the thing is like, it's all coming together. They're pitching a little better and they're hitting a little better at the right time. And like, it's always about who gets hot. Right. And if they get hot at the right time, this seat, like at the end of the season, I mean, anything can happen. Obviously we've seen what, you know, what has happened. I mean, look at the Braves last year. And we kind of talked about it last week with Robert Flores is like, maybe Tim Anderson was like, could be their rallying cry. Right. I mean, he's out for a long period of time and they could be like, what could, you know, like their, their reason to fight right now um, more than ever. And, um, uh, so they ended up uh, last week started a little rough. So they haven't really had a rough series until, since then. So last week they lost a series to the Royals three out of four. Um, and they were able to bounce back and sweep the the Tigers. Um, and then uh, of course, uh, Luis Robert uh, uh, sprained his wrist, but the x-rays were negative uh, in that Tiger series, but he was day to day at the time. Um, and then of course um, <clears throat> in that Royal series, uh, Brady Singer. I mean, he uh, he owns the Sox there. I mean, he 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 owns a uh, 507 um, OPS versus them uh, this season, um, and he's the Royals' ace of that staff of uh, that young staff. Um, so it was uh, you know interesting to see that matchup, and and we'll probably see it again this season uh, with the Royals. Um, in that second game, the Sox were able to bounce back with a three to two win. Uh, Davis Martin with his fourth career start, five plus innings, one earned run. Uh, Yon Moncada, who you mentioned. 
um, who's starting to, you know, get on, you know, on a, on a hot streak. That was his first home run since July 17th. Uh, and that, that came against the Royals. Uh, Lennon Sosa get his, got his first career home run. So that was good to see. And then uh, Cueto, it seems like he does this every time. And we'll, we'll and again, we'll talk about it when, you know, we're going into the, the, uh, the Astro series, but he gives up like nine hits and just two runs. I mean, it seems like, you know, like, it seems like a very, um, uh, Johnny Cueto start this year. Um, but the Sox weren't able to win that game. Uh, MJ Melendez with a clutch home run off Deke, uh, Deekman. Um, and then in game four, CSK's C's eight in six innings, uh, but Grinky outlasts him in a five to three loss. And of course, that Tiger series, again, was nice to see for the Sox to kind of get back on track with the sweep. Uh, Kopech, uh, K's 11 in game one. Uh, Vaughn uh, was clutch in game two. And then he was clutch again in game three. Uh, they completed the sweep behind Lance Lynn and Pollock and, and the Vaughn hits. And then the, well, the cool thing is, is how uh, Christopher Kamka tweeted uh, that Andrew Vaughn is the first White Sox player with the game-winning RBI in each game of a three-game series since Kevin Euclid's, uh in 2012. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see. And, and good to see him get – because I say at the beginning of the season, we were talking about Andrew Vaughn a lot, right? And it's like he might be an all-star, whatever this and, and that. Kind of cooled off a little bit, but he's been consistent, one of the more consistent hitters for the Sox. So, um, and then of course, uh, that this Astro series that has been, you know, had, has had the spotlight. A lot of people paying attention to this one because it could be that spark that finally gets the Sox going this year. And they won the first two games, currently down in game three right now, but you can't rule them out, especially for the, for the first two games. They came back late. Uh, Cueto again allowed two runs in eight innings. Um, he got, got the win there. Um, and then I wanted to, I wanted to see if what you thought also, you, you saw how uh, Tony La Russa with the, uh, listening to the fan. Well, it, so people, you could say that he listened to the fan, but like, who knows obviously what happened, but it seemed, it sure seemed like it. Cause the guy was yelling, Hey, Tony pinch run, you know, pinch run angle. Yeah. And literally yeah. as soon as, you know, a few moments after angle ran out there to pinch run, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts when you saw that? I love Chicago. I really do. That's the most Chicago yeah. thing to happen at a, at, a, at a White Sox game. I can see a Cubs fan doing that as well. I mean, look, it, you know, clearly this, this, this is a very, this is a fan that knows his team very well. And a lot of people were thinking what he was thinking for for angle to go in there and pinch run just from the, the way the video looks like the way it's like shot. It seemed like he kind of told the Russo, it looked like he he did tell him. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Tony already had that in mind. But from past instances that we've had with Tony Larusa, I wouldn't be surprised if that fan really did kind of remind him or tell him. And Tony was like, "Oh right, yeah, time angle, <laughs> go go run a second. <laughs> it, it it seems like that might be the more realistic story. Now maybe he doesn't hear him with all the screaming and cheering going on, but I wouldn't be surprised if I don't know if this guy maybe maybe did kind of just remind remind Larusa like oh yeah I should I should you know put a put a faster runner in there a better base runner in there so you know I I love it I, I I love that it also kind of shows that Sox fans really care about this team winning um I think another aspect of it Sox fans may feel that Tony Larusa isn't hasn't done the best job uh, which has been a very common you know common statement that i've been hearing lately um so you know it's good to see the Sox fans behind their players 
um, and for them to care as much as they do to, to to tell the manager to pinch run for someone. So I I love it. I love it because, you know, there clearly there are still a lot of Sox fans that are invested and they see that there is something special brewing right now. So they want to, you know, get involved as much as they can. So I love that. I really do. Yeah, and it just looked like it looked like you listened to him because of like the hesitation. It was like it didn't look like Tony was gonna do it before, and then yeah, yeah, um, yeah. right. So I like think the pitch was, was about like, to be thrown too. Then he was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like time, time. So it's like yeah. that was kind of that was really funny, and, and that'd be really yeah, that would be really funny if he did listen yeah. to him because I'm like, hey, maybe Tony's finally you know he gets it, man. He's like, you know what? Maybe I should listen, hear these guys out. Maybe then you know, and, and you know what? Yeah. As, as we're as we're talking too, it's like Yadmo kind of had another big hit. It's three to one now, Astros in the fourth inning. So. Dude keeps hitting, um, and I, and the thing is with that guy, I feel like we've always waited for that guy to just carry the offensive because when he gets out, he can carry an offense. But like, we we need to see that for a full season. But hell, if he can do that right now and carry the White Sox offense for a little bit, I mean, it, and it it and also goes without saying. I mean, Jose Abreu, dude, MVP form might be an understatement. Dude leads the league in hits, and he just like goes out there every day, gets two hits. And it's like, dude, I mean, you can't say enough how important that guy is to the White Sox. And the fact that they, he almost didn't come back, like, you know, like the fact that, you know, they, uh, you know, obviously they gave him his deal, but like, you know, there was a little time where people were like, is he going to come back? Are they going to move on from Abreu? Um, and you really can't. I don't see a Sox team winning this in this decade without Abreu being on that team because he's so important to the clubhouse. And uh, yeah, so what what do you what do you think about uh, Jose Abreu and, and the stretch he's had? It's been a while. He's been he's been doing this for a while now. It's not even like a hot stretch. It's been a few uh, hot months. It's the whole season. He's been he's been hot. So you know, just what, what what is what do you think he means to to this White Sox team and what he's been doing? Dude, he he's everything. He's everything to this ball club. I think he's one of the heart and souls of this team. Uh, you know, obviously we talk about Tim Anderson a lot. Um, and Andrew Vaughn and, and, and other players, but you know, really the, the player who's been here for a while and, and has and has established himself in nine years to, to accumulate 1300 hits. This is a big leaguer, the, the, he's a true big leaguer. Um, and and he, he was off to a, a bit of a rough start this year, if you remember. Um, and and, and we, we were wondering if this was going to be a down year for him, and I think because of that start, obviously, he wasn't you know, voted into the all-star game. Uh, but when you look at this entire season as a whole, it is just, it's incredible. And like you said, he's consistently hitting. He's consistently hitting every game, averaging like two hits. And as we're talking right now, it's 135 hits. And last year he had 148. Yeah, he, he's on pace to have more hits than he did last year in, in less at-bats, less plate appearances. So that says so much about what kind of big leaguer he is. And the Sox are not a winning team without him they don't get anywhere without jose abreu yeah and it's like i was like dude the Sox need to resign this guy like it's just yeah you can't you he's like the face one of their faces so it's like and it's and it's cool that you know how he's been embraced over the last few years and just like how much they love this guy and obviously he won mvp in a short season but it means something and, and we saw how much it meant to him that year he won uh i remember his speech he was you know had his family around him dude was in tears and uh, it was cool to see, uh, you know, like, you know, him, you know, kind of get what he deserves there. And, and he's still doing it. So um, also um, in that se- in, in this series, uh, Liam Hendricks, you know, has completed after yesterday's game, uh, Tuesday's game. He, he got his 18th straight save. And I feel like it was just yesterday that we were talking about this guy's struggles in May. So this guy has just come back and, and not only become an all-star again, 
uh, but just been lights out. And sure, he gets a couple guys in there. You know, I, I know I get some texts from uh, uh, my friends that are White Sox fans, and they're just like, man, this guy's putting guys on base. But you know what? He's got that strikeout pitch, and he's been able to get it done. And, uh, you know, hopefully for the, for the Sox, he's uh, able to, you know, find the zone a little better in the ninth inning. And because, you know, obviously in, in, in postseason, you can't be putting guys on in the ninth inning, uh, no matter what the situation. So, uh, but yeah, as long as he's executing, I think that's the important part and uh, hopefully continues to do that. And then Dylan Cease, uh, it was the first time he gave up uh, a more than one run in his start. Uh, it was in that series, or sorry, in that game against uh, Verlander. It was Cease versus Verlander. Great, great pitching match. One of the best ones of the season. Uh, Verlander won the duel, but of course the Sox won the game with another late comeback. So the Sox are looking to win the series, uh, clinch the series uh, today on Wednesday uh, with the third game. They're currently down 3-2. to two in that game. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, one more versus Houston after today. And then they have a huge Cleveland series at Cleveland this weekend. And I mean, what, what do you expect from that guardian series? I think that's going to be a ginormous series for these guys. And uh, what might, hey, it might be one of those series that helps decide the division. Yeah. Yeah. That, that series is like that, that is as pinnacle as it gets for this team this year. Cause that's, that's what you're chasing, right? You gotta, you gotta go in there. You gotta go in there and, and and take care of business as much as you can. Both of these teams are hot right now, so it is gonna be, it's gonna be so fun to watch. That that is gonna be a fun series because the the you know the the Guardians are not going to hand the White Sox anything, but the White Sox are demanding what they feel is rightfully theirs. Um, so I'm excited. I'm super excited. Um, I think it's gonna be some really good competitive baseball. I think we're gonna. I think we're going to see some emotions come out as well because we are starting to get to that time of year where it it, it really is going to start to be crunch time and a little bit of a now or never, uh, you know, kind of feeling. Cause I don't, I don't think, I don't think the, the guardians are going to do well if they end up getting a wild card spot. I don't, I think they're going to feel much better about themselves. Any team in general, um, specifically more with the guardians, just because they, they have been, I think that they've, surprise themselves a little bit this year but I, I you know I don't think they want that wild card spot but the White Sox are are coming in hot you know they they've caught fire so they're gonna go they're going into this series very confident but also the Guardians are very confident and you know you know keeping what's what's theirs and that's first place in the AL Central so you know uh it's gonna be fun excited yeah and like the thing is too is is um we talk about wild card I don't think there'll be two teams coming out the AL central. Like I just don't right. see that. Um, you never know. It's crazy, but you just look at the teams that are in there. It's just, so, it's so competitive that like with the records, the AL central teams have, it probably, probably won't see. So whoever wins the division is probably the only AL central team to make it in. And right, the Sox, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Sox primed to be in there. They could just, you know, you know, beat the guardians when it matters most. And we've talked about it and we said it multiple times, like you said it before, Sox are a talented team. I think when, when you put all these teams pin, when you pin these teams together, Talent-wise, on the field, Sox have the most talent in the AL Central. So it will only be appropriate if they come out of the Central, and hopefully they do. So I uh, got to win those games. And, of course, as you know, uh, talking about the postseason earlier, uh, postseason, postseason schedule came out. It starts on October 7th uh, with the uh, World Series starting on October 28th. It's always good to see those uh, you know calendars come out because you just know it's getting real close to postseason baseball, the best time of the year. Uh, so hopefully the Sox are in there in the, in the thick of it. Uh, we'll finish off uh, with a little bit of around the league. And the main story in the past week or so has been Fernando Tatis. You know, of course, comes out that he's been suspended for 80 games. 
uh, due to, uh, you know, failed drug test um, for performance enhancing drugs. And I know you said you had a lot to say about this. And I know, I mean, everyone does, I think at this point, um, just uh, go ahead. Floor is yours. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think there's not much that I, that I can say that hasn't been said already. Um, it's, it's terrible for the game of baseball. Number one, uh, number two, I think, I think his teammates have the right to feel the way they do. Um, he's so entertaining. This dude's so entertaining to watch play. And it's, it's a shame. It's a shame because they've put together such a squad this year. Um, you know, you know, when, when Mike Clevenger sounds off on it, no one, no one's questioning because that's, that's how we feel. They, they, they want their, they want their player that this organization wants their player that, that they've invested so much in into financially and so much time and in, in, in the MLB and the marketing, all of it. It's not good. It's not good at all. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, and, and, you know, my whole thing about it is with, with the level that he plays at and the team that he plays for anything that he needs to get treated, whether it's ring, whatever, you you have so many sources around you. You have so much, you, you have access to so much more than most, what most people have in their lives. Um, that's where I am disappointed is, is just that if you're unsure about something or if you get something and you're not looking into it the way you can and you get, and you get caught and you get, and you, you have to face the consequences. We have to deal with it. Um, I think that's where I'm kind of annoyed with it, where it's just like, dude, you, you got a $340 million contract or something like that. Like, you, you, you got the resources. You got, you got an organization that that'll help you with, with all that stuff. Don't just pick something up and put it in your body or put it on. Don't do that. That's, that is ridiculous. Use your resources. You are more than able to take care of what you had to take care of without taking it into your own hands and not knowing whether you did or not is to me is, nor here or there is, you know, is a stand on his career going forward. That's, that's just how it is. Um, but it's just annoying because that, that, that kind of high profile person with that money and, and, and what you do for a living, you could have, you could have solved that issue without that, without that happening. If that really is the reason, if, if you are trying to enhance your, your performance on the field for what you're, you're, you're one of the best players in the world. There's, there's no, there's no reason for you. If you're trying to speed up, trying to get back to the field, whatever it is, it's foolish. I, I don't agree with it. You're better than that. Um, got a lot of, got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of repairing to do in many ways. As a teammate and to the fans of baseball, to the hometown fans of the Padres, there's, there's a lot of work to do for. Them. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with everything you said. I mean, it's it's a complete letdown. Like that's like as as much as i could say like uh it's one of those things that it sucks because like is a dude that a lot of kids looked up to and uh it's like the i mean dude it just reminds me of a rod yeah <clears throat> excuse me like the whole a rod thing like at the time when it happened you're just like dude like all the kids i look up to them see this type of stuff and it's funny because uh in our, in our class i remember you know when we met uh you did a, pro a project on the whole steroid era and all the you know steroids yeah. in general blah 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 and dude, it, I mean, it was great. And kind of like, it brings us back to that conversation of just, you know, uh, what this means to the game. And unfortunately that keeps happening. Um, and you know what, it's happened a lot over the past like 10 years, like more than you yeah. probably realize. But the thing is like, yeah. a lot of the guys are like not superstars when it happens to superstar, obviously is when everyone pays attention. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, super disappointing. Uh, and just a another black guy of the game that, that we love. And, and, um, 
and it's one of those things where like even like you said you know let's say i mean i personally don't believe the whole uh it was for ringworm and you know this is and that like, I, yeah. I personally don't believe that because at the end of the day that still brings up a red flag of like dude it's still irresponsible you still put so, something yeah. in your body without checking yeah. like it's still not a cop-out like you're not like oh true you didn't mean to do that like you should have checked and like you said you have a lot of resources to be yeah. like hey should i put this in my body ask the team ask mlb this is and that if they yeah. say no then don't do it whatever and uh, yeah and he didn't do that so um yeah. and you know he's been in the league for a few years now the injuries maybe he got desperate so many injuries who knows you know that he wanted to do that and who knows but w- i'm sure we'll never get a straight answer at least now and kind of a rod kind of uh talked about it you know t- to bring up a rod again is like how he mm-hmm. uh he was saying how like he wished that younger guys like that these would learn from his mistakes and he said he was saying how like it almost brings him to tears to like you know that this type of stuff still happens and that nobody learned from what he did and yeah dude it's like you know we've seen this story multiple times now and it's like how many times we got to see until people you know you know stop doing it and also another thing too is like that these may not ever be a hall of famer though now that he did that this and and you know bonds is still not in there a rod's not in there and those guys that had, you know had stellar careers he might not be a hall of famer anymore and that sucks so um we hope that guys can learn from this and 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 this hopefully this never happens again unfortunately probably will and uh and you know it's it's just the way the way it goes but um it sucks that we have to end on a sad note but it's just it's just the way it is it's kind of reality in baseball and and stuff that's we feel like i feel like it's so tired it's a tired topic that we've talked about it forever um at least in the last like you know 20 years when we've watched baseball um it must have been nice not to talk about it for like you know baseball like in the 80s 70s 60s if people didn't talk about it. it must have been nice not to you know have that cloud hanging over your head but um it is what it is um a couple of things i wanted to touch on was uh just the braves and the Mets series the, everyone's gonna watch that series because it's like it's playoff baseball at its best um two teams just you know going at each other's necks um and uh braves so far have gotten this series off to a hot start and uh, they're looking to claw back into the AL East race. Also, one more thing to the Yankees. I'm not worried about the Yankees one bit. Uh, they're having a rough stretch right now. And I think they're going to be, if they lose again tonight to the Rays, uh, the Rays will only be seven games back in the win column. Still not worried at all. I think the Yankees will find it and uh, they'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, anything else, Miles, that you got for us? Baseball is a beautiful sport. This is, you know, it's this is one of the most fun parts of the year. It's, we always say this is the dog days of August, but I think this has been one of the most entertaining Augusts alone, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of retention. Unfortunately, negative and positive. Uh, you know, it's baseball. Baseball is a long season, so there's you know there's, there's we're gonna have a lot of ups and downs each year. But you know, I think with everything going on right now in the MLB, with with certain teams cooling off, because certain teams getting hot. Unfortunately, one of the MLB stars getting you know suspended for eighty game eighty games. Uh, you know, it all plays into the story of, of 2022. And, you know, we we got about a month and a half left. So, you know, it's it's going to come down to the wire. And all this plays into this big finish that I think this year is going to have. So, uh, you know, I, if, if, there's, if there's a way to leave on a positive note, I look at it like that. This is all part of the story of 2022, which makes it more interesting for all of us. So, you know. So all my baseball fans, keep your keep your heads up, stay invested. This is this is this is getting good. Yeah, and I think that's probably what the league wanted, right? It's like with these uh the extra wild card and and having the wild card series, they're gonna have a lot of a lot of teams in it at the yeah. end of September. 
a lot of teams that are going to get their hearts broken. A lot of teams are going to be, you know, celebrating, you know, their first postseason birth in a long time, like maybe yeah. the Mariners. So we'll see. Right. Uh, definitely a lot of baseball to go. So that'll wrap things up for another episode of the At Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media. We hope everyone has another great week. This is Saul Rodriguez with Miles Porter signing off.